Points Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. If you'd like to stay, let's get hammered. What is going on, people? This is fucking Point Hammered episode 170. Doing it again. We're back. It's been a. This is like our second day of recording this week. Putting out, putting out some extra effort for the Patreons. Yeah. A little six months behind schedule, but better late than never. <laughs> well, you know how it goes, buddy. Uh-huh. <laughs> the fuck you been up to, buddy? Well, I don't know. I want to ask you how this baby situation's gone. So, well, little bastard's probably five, six weeks old at this point. Yeah, he's he's growing. He's already outgrown his first pair of pants. And he is still waking up every two hours to feed and every three <laughs> hours. And it takes about two hours to feed him between the breastfeeding and the bottle feeding and the pumping. And uh-huh. fortunately, my wife has taken on the bulk of that work now. So I'm getting a little more sleep. But Nipples have been relieved. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could put my steel bars back in. <laughs> so, so it's still a handful. Like, there's always something you could be doing, you know, even if he's just fidgeting. And he sleeps in between us in the bed there. We have a co-sleeping. This little, mm-hmm. they call it a co-sleeper. So we put a big pillow under it's that like a, so he's raised up between us. Because the first night I was half laying on him. <laughs> I think that is the danger. Yeah. So we co-sleeping. mitigated that risk. and But now, like, so you wake up and feed him and then he wants to make weird noises and fidget for an hour. Mm-hmm. Plus, when we are ready to go to bed, it's almost as soon as that light goes off every night, he's wide awake and ready to go. <laughs> Turns out she has the lactation consultant about this, and they're typically overstimulated during the day with just the light and people talking and stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So they get overstimulated, and then they just zone out and go to sleep all day. But now at night, when it's like quiet, observe, they're and, stoked. Uh, like, yeah. yeah, check things out. What's going they, on here? They come, they're they're consciousness really comes to life there so yeah, you gotta mix in some, uh, some dark rooms during the day <laughs> i was thinking that deprivation yeah. keep yeah. these blinds down and so i spend a fair amount of time just harassing him to keep him awake so hopefully he'll sleep more at night <laughs> and uh-huh. today i'm on i was supposed to be out working all day but that got canceled so now i'll be on baby duty this afternoon the wife really needs some time away from this little brat yep gotta <laughs> take turns there you gotta step up She's like, you have to take this kid for an hour today, or I'm gonna lose my shit. Mm-hmm. Which, is, which is fair. So, so yeah. it's going all right. He's getting there. It'll be nice when he's sleeping four or five hours at a pop, because you know I usually do like the seven a.m. until whenever my wife wants to wake up. So at least she nice. gets some time to sleep Different in the morning. Shifts, yeah, yeah. I use that. Yeah, sometimes it, it depends what time I get up between five and seven, mm-hmm. sometime in there, and then I just take him and feed him and. She gets the, but then you got the dog clicking around because he thinks it's feed that time in the morning. And, yeah. Oh. Has uh, has he gone down in her high esteem? Extremely, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, he's he's yesterday is new as my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Once the she's extremely sick of pets and she's like just done with them. So it wasn't for me. The pets would have all died by now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, cool. Yeah, bringing back some memories for me. Mm-hmm. I know the only thing that was kind of too much for me was uh, I would 
sleep in the basement. And so I, you know, the last thing I'd see would be putting him down or trying to put him down before it's like Kelly's shift. Yeah. You know, we'd switch like halfway through the night. Sure. And then probably like five or six hours later, you know, she'd wake me up again and it was time <laughs> to go. And, you know, usually you just bring them down and you just kind of hold them in my face or something. Yeah. You know, like, wake up. <laughs> you know? But I just had to tell her, like, can you, like, I'll get up, you know, when you need me, but can you just leave them up there for like a minute? And, like, let me, like, Wait. recuperate I always like, get, get and get up and, like, yeah, have cause three like, minutes to myself before I go back up. You're like in this fucking haze. She'll just, like, kind of put a hand on me and be like, can you get up and feed them? And you're so out of it. Like, it takes me five, ten minutes before I come around and I'm able to do anything. So how did the, like, sleeping somewhere else and taking separate shifts, that must have worked significantly better than what we're doing. Because, when, like, when she gets up and pumps all night, I'm, I can hear it. Like, it's there, and I, I wake up. So I'm up on and off and don't get a good night's sleep. Yeah, so I, I would say I'm a, I don't know, I'm pretty light to, to get to sleep, but once I'm asleep, I think I'm fine. But yeah. So I, I slept in the basement. Okay. You know, on the couch for probably probably the extent of my maternity leave wasn't made. Paternity leave? Maternity leave towards the end. <laughs> Which would be like two weeks? No, I took 10 weeks. Okay. Or maybe it was 11. Oh, yeah. You slipped in behind the wire there, didn't you? Or did you get FMLA? How did that work? Uh, it was unpaid FMLA. Oh, okay. Unpaid. Sure. So it was, I think I took 11 weeks just so I could say I didn't take the maximum. Yeah. <laughs> but around like week 10, I was ready to, you know, just go back and ready to get into the new routine, whatever that was. You yeah. You just like follow your spin and your wheels. Sure. And, you know, let's get them into daycare. Let's, let's move on from this. Right. It'll be interesting for you because. Because I am the daycare. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to see, see how that goes. Cause we have, uh, either the aunt or know, the grandma lined up to come for one day a week. And it's tough. Yeah. Maybe with some, some help or, We've Something discussed like hiring like a day nanny as well who can come over for, you know, just spend eight hours a day m- once or twice a week. And it's typically like a college student. Brett used to do it when she was oh, cool. in her late teens and early 20s. So, yeah, that's that sounds good. I think it'd be tough to do a full full time. Kelly and I have talked about it and neither of us would really want to stay home. You know, sure. <laughs> we had our, our druthers so we both prefer, you know getting that break being out in the world being out in the world uh, you know, yeah so um yeah but if you got a, got a couple helpers or something you could probably probably yeah. get through it so it's not all day every day and brett will be working at home a handful of days not a handful two three days a week so when you know when she's doing that work from home really means like do all your work in an hour and then fick off for the rest of the day uh-huh. so. so yeah I so like, i'm sure you'll we'll cobble something, goes. To, something together and we're about else. 10 what are we five five weeks in now yeah so we're she doesn't go back to work till november though so Mm -hmm. we we have some time yet (laughs) good good deal so uh getting some hobby in sneaking in those those paint sessions how's that going yeah well i had a really great audio book and i was mad motivated there for weeks and then when it Uh ran out i didn't have anything else to listen to so now i've been down for a week but I did check out a new audiobook that once it actually, because like, you have to get on the hold list and yeah. then it shows up. So once that shows up, I'm going to get back to it again. What I did myself in by finishing, I think I finished a Zangor and I finished uh, two Zangor actually. And there was one little Infinity model in there. And uh, Mike G, one of, one of the number one 
friends of the show right now. Uh-huh. Did had you, some, did had you get, some, a, get a package? Had some old 30K Space Marines sitting around. He had some extras, so he sent me four of those guys. So uh, I started uh, converting up a Lolkin model. Oh boy, so one of the main characters. And, and then I decided, well, I'm going to finish this conversion and make them real cool. But I'm also going to build like the rest of them. He sent me four, so I'm going to build three little rank and file guys to practice on with the These airbrush stuff. Thirty K guys, right? Yeah, These, uh, yeah. They're thirty K. Uh, Mark four plate armor, sir. Okay, cool. <laughs> this is like later Horus Heresy, I believe. And or maybe it's early Hor. I don't know. It's Horus Heresy era Space Marines. <laughs> I really it. wish there was Beakies, but there's no Beakies in there. I think that's like Mark two or Mark three. Was that pre pre Heresy the Beakies? I believe so. Yeah, maybe uh, the good old the yeah. good old days. Twenty <laughs> K. <laughs> yeah, during like the unification wars and all uh-huh. that i don't know regardless so i've been building those guys i got them all cleaned up and that's when my audiobook ran out one of my issues is i always get the model ready to build and then i'm like fuck now i had to build some kind of fancy base under them mm-hmm. so if i'd always start by doing the base first i'd probably make better progress Hopefully. but that's better than what i do which is finish the entire of the model and then be like oh yeah i gotta how to do the base. <laughs> Let me just try to dry brush delicately here around um, these detailed paint, feet. I always paint that last. Like when I do those infinity models, I always, when I start, the first thing I do is just paint the base black. Like it's already prime black. So then mm-hmm. I just paint it black so all the nooks and crannies are filled. And then after the fact, I paint the base last. And so it is a bit of tedious dry brush around some very nicely painted <laughs> yeah. feet. Like, well, I hope, uh, hope it just works out here. It does every time for me. Mm-hmm. So. How much quicker could it be if that was just the first thing that you did? If I did that first, it would get effed up during the painting process, though, so guaranteed. Hoss a piece. So anyways, I've been doing a lot. I finished a few models, and I've been building some models. And cheers, Mikey G, for tossing me. Because I I think I told you I was looking at those bad boys on eBay, and they go for like 4 bucks each with $10 postage per model. Hmm. I was like, well, I'm not going to fucking pay that. That's absurd. So how many hours would you say per week or per day? Or you uh, well, think you're getting in? when we get to my obsession, I listen to like a, I don't know, 13-hour audiobook in a week. So I was at it every morning oh, good deal. for yeah, a couple a hours. Clip. Yeah. So when I when I get something good going, I really throw it in there. But otherwise, it's like, meh, whatever. Because with the baby, once he's fed, he's just sitting there, mm-hmm. do whatever. I, I was making an impromptu little nest for him next to the painting table. <laughs> Nice. Something the dog can't walk over. Mm-hmm. Do you have that baby? There, there's the slings baby. and the wraps. And yeah, the, the wraps. Yeah, I believe she has, little... she has a ring wrap. She has a sling wrap. She has one other kind of carrier that straps onto your body somehow. Mm-hmm. So, maybe, maybe she has four now. I don't know. Have you tried to try them out, try to paint with, with one of those on? No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I've, I've tried it, except the... His his little body gets really sweaty in there. Mm. So you got like this big wet head like sticking to your chest <laughs> the whole time, and you kind of mm. you can't really lean in as well as you could. <laughs> so you're kind of doing things at a distance. So. Yeah, that, I, with these old eyes of mine, I, that's not gonna fly. <laughs> I always had to take two chairs and put them like facing each other, so that it makes like a little platform, and then set his little bed in that, and it's worked just fine because he's right mm-hmm. next to me and he's off the floor. So. And I can, like, just touch him if I need to. If he starts fussing. Or he... Mm-hmm. The key, though, is to make sure he's fed and changed before you even fucking try to do anything. <laughs> We're just going to end up half an hour later pissed off because he's just going to be fussing and crying slow, the whole time. Slow is fast. Yeah. If you try to cut any corners. <laughs> it doesn't you... pan out. 
and uh, don't try so don't try not to burp him or you're, he's gonna be fussing and fussing and barfing and barfing uh, so the only other real lessons i'd had to share is make sure whenever that diaper gets opened we were doing cloth diapers and cloth wipes and the cloth wipes are these little like six inch by six inch soft cloth squares so step one is always fold one of those into quarters as soon as the diaper comes open, you put that over the cover dick. That, cover that wee. Yeah, you cover that dick or you're going to have... When he was at the doctor, we put him on the scale naked and he started pissing mm-hmm. right in his own face. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh-huh. and then he, like, he just, just goes everywhere. So that was a lesson I learned right away. I did... I, did, I don't know if I shared that I got pooped on right away by the chocolate fondue spray. No, I don't think that you was did. While, while we were still in the hospital, we were in that haze. We spent five days in the hospital, so kind of holding his legs up with his butt face me, and there it goes, <laughs> like chocolate stream right on my fucking pants. And that's when it was still pretty tarry and yeah, black, like that, right after he was born. Good stuff. Before it turned into that yellow curry shit that he has now. <laughs> He's really spoiled curry for me, and I'm half spoiled on yogurt because uh-huh. the poo kind of smells like yogurt. So it's really wrecking some of my favorite foods, mm-hmm. this baby. <laughs> we took it to rice and peas. Oh, yeah. Beans. I was talking to John, John Paps downtown, and he's like, yeah, just enjoy the diaper changes now because they get really gross. I go, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, what have you been up to in the hobby, buddy? <laughs> oh, I've been pretty busy here, John. I think last time I talked about some airbrush stuff, so... I don't remember exactly. You had picked exactly up the new Iwata. I was in the process. But you hadn't actually gotten it yet. No, yeah, it was the Harder Steenbeck Infinity oh, CR okay. Plus. Sure. I think maybe I hadn't pulled the trigger yet, but I since did. And it is the, the dual one with the .4 needle and the .15. So I received it, and then it was a little bit of an ongoing saga because the compressor I had, I did need to get like a converter type thing for it to clip on to the airbrush. So that's like another probably 15 bucks. I had to wait for that thing to show up. Of course. And once I got it, then I was able to test test it out. And the I was getting blowback, you know, basically bubbles in the little cup there. The first time I tried it just with water. So I was dicking around with it and I couldn't really figure out what was going on. So some, I thought maybe the needle got bent because... That needle was like amazingly tiny, yeah. Like, a, like you know, so it's like half less than half the diameter of the previous one. Because I'm like, you know, when using that, I'm like, how do people like bend these things? It seems pretty sturdy to me. I never had any issues. <laughs> and then as soon as whenever I'm handling this this one, I'm just like holding my breath and like you know, it's so fine at the tip. Kind of reminds you of your pecker, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Could you see me building up to that joke? <laughs> I was trying to hold it in. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Delicate operation for sure. Uh, but then I switched to the point four needle, and that one worked completely fine. So I'm like, oh, yeah, it must have been the needle or the nozzle or something. So I did end up ordering it through eBay. And I think looking online, that might be the best place to do it, I, I believe. I mean, there's Amazon. The prices were about the same. But through eBay, what eBay does is, I don't know if you go on eBay frequently to buy stuff, but starting in the last four or five months, you can log on there and they'll just have like 15% off deals, like everything. No shit. Or like $25 off, anything over $75 or more. So they're starting to do these promotions 
And then I've seen upwards of like 20% on things, but sure. usually, you know, it's like phones and electronics or barbecue grills or something, you know, commercial <laughs> like new shit products, companies. But and... I've seen multiple times when it's been 15% off and it's like a 36 hour window or a 12 hour window. I get messages from him about that. But... Yeah. So I, I don't, but when I go to the site, there's a banner up there. So maybe if, if you're thinking about buying it, but it's not urgent, maybe just pop into eBay once a day and see, sure. cause that would, you know, I think it was about two hundred fifty bucks to get this one, so that, you know that'd save you forty bucks, you know, forty fifty bucks, whatever it comes out to. So the gun itself was two fifty. Two fifty. I bought an extra needle right away, and it came with point one five and point four zero. Correct. Okay. And then, do you find that those are sufficient, or do you need something yeah, in the middle so, there? So where we left off was the point one five wasn't working. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to bring it back to to eBay, like I mentioned, is. Um, as a buyer, you can basically you have like unlimited power to return it, like no questions asked. Sure. Where if you were to buy it from like somebody's website or something, right? You know, and it comes and it doesn't work, you're like, well, what's what's their personal websites return? You know, sure. You know what kind of you could be up a creek. So, <laughs> um, you know, I sent a message to the guy and I said, you know, we need to get this figured out or else I'm going to return it in 48 hours, but. What ter- turned out to be was on the harder Steenbecks on the nozzles, they have like a little plastic ring okay. on them. And he said sometimes they get scuffed up. So what you can do is like flip it over. Yeah. So it gets like the fresh side up against. So maybe this one airbrush you have sitting here, this posh, maybe has something like that. Sure. But the Iwata didn't have that. So So this is at the tip or? It's on the nozzle. So it's. There's a tip piece, and then under that is the nozzle, and then at the back of the nozzle is this little plastic ring. Okay. And then so I flipped it over, and then I had like a fresh side, so it could make like a fresh seal kind of. Yeah. And then it worked oh. worked perfectly after that. Sure. And then I went online, and you can buy like three or four of those seals for seven bucks. So sure. I just made the purchase. I don't know how often they get dinged up, but so that whole process took like another two or three weeks. So I've only been using it for. About eight or nine days now. Is the seal universal, or is there a different size seal per nozzle? Do you need uh, to get different no, sizes? No, it looked like the point four one was the same. Okay. So in a pinch, I probably could have nicked that point four one sure. if, if I needed to. Okay. Uh, it looked like they used the same similar nozzle. Obviously, it's going to be a different circumference. But sure. Anyways, that point one five, ooh, baby, she blows like a dream. <laughs> Didn't know nice. how much better it could get, but... Yeah, that it is a lot better than the Eclipse. The one thing with the tinier needle is it dries out quicker. Mm-hmm. Like you could probably with something like a white where it just you know, it's the countdown's ticking as soon as you put that in. Sure. You can probably get maybe three or four squirts before it dries on that tip because it's so tiny. Yeah. But with the harder steamback, the the sides are open. So like on that posh you have sitting there, you see it's like a you know, uh, cylinder. Sure. So this is just kind of two prongs sticking out. So you have access to the needle. So you just take a little, a uh, little swab with some like airbrush Q-tip? cleaner. Yeah, Q-tip, and then just rub it off, and you're good to go. What are you using for cleaner? Alcohol. Um, I use some kind of acrylic air, air, airbrush cleaner that I picked up at Michaels, I believe. I think oh. it. I think it's a Wada. Okay. A product. So sure. I do water it down about fifty percent. 
with distilled water? Uh, you could. Okay. I, I just use water. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how much buildup you're really going to Sure. But if, you, if you've got it, why not? <laughs> so, yeah, just blowing. So I was highlighting whites with it, and, um, yeah, just real fine, real smooth. Sure. Didn't really have any clogging issues or anything. I mean, the tips would dry up pretty quickly, quicker, but just because of the needle size, and you were able to clean it sure. really quickly. So I'm really, really happy with that purchase. I painted up a couple Infinity Unidrons. So last time I said I wanted to master the black paint scheme on those. So the first one I did ended up, you know, even after everything, I still don't think I really got the highlights nailed. It ended up kind of gray. Sure. So I kind of did the airbrush highlights and then did a maybe like an hour of edge highlighting just to, yeah. you know, because it's one thing to see the the highlights, but then, you know, you kind of have to see what the finished product looks like to see how, like, a finished sure. result looks. So once I did that, it ended up gray, and I'm like, hmm. The, I might have mentioned the Unidrons, their official color scheme is kind of gray, but this was too gray. Yeah. So <laughs> I popped that one into the simple green, and then I fired up another one. <laughs> so this time I concentrated more on hitting those tiny little poofs, and this one turned out pretty pretty darn good. Yeah. Did so you bring it? <laughs> I didn't bring it. There's a photo on the Patreon feed. Okay. I was working on the base this morning, so it's not finished, but... It it looks looks like an Angel Geraldes nature. <laughs> no shit. So it looks good. I sent it out to a couple folks. Um, I'm not sure how you can see our posts on there. But <laughs> if you're a Patreon, you can go see. Um, I did do some recording with, with video while I was painting it. So I think I'm going to try to do a, a video about it uh, before I post it. Sure. So that's just the work in progress. So you're looking at it right now. So basically... Yeah, looks just like something that would be, you know, in the infinity on the cover of a box. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, turned out pretty good. One sure. thing is I, I think it looks better in photos than it actually does in real life, in my opinion. <laughs> Maybe I just need to matte varnish it to get kind of all the sheens the same. But, uh, yeah, it looks, looks pretty darn cool. And I think the couple of the keys were obviously I followed the advice in the book, but the key for me ended up being the distance from the airbrush nozzle to the actual model. Okay. So when you're working the airbrush, there's the airflow and then you know the paint flow, yeah. which are two different things you gotta master. But I I feel like I was getting those, but I was inconsistent with how far away from the model I was. Sure. You know, so I ended up being three inches or two inches. So you gotta be like one inch away to really get you know, one inch. One, yeah, there's really tight little highlights, yeah. like that little poof on his foot there. Yeah, I see. Um, so you got to be really close. So once I was really kind of cognizant of that, I think I did a lot better. And then the second part, which he doesn't mention, is so that's probably about five passes because I started with white, and then anything that didn't look good, I just went went, went over it with black. So I was alternating between white and black mm. to kind of fix my mistakes. Okay. So it took about, I did like white, black, white, black, and then white one last time, and then I finally got that result. But it still only took maybe like 20, 25 minutes. 
Including, so it's easy to clean them up then. Yeah, I was able to switch between the colors, no problem. You usually just run through water. Okay. Maybe a little airbrush cleaner. Sure. So, and then once you had the highlights done, you know, it took 20 minutes. Well, I've so been probably for the reds like. Here. What's that? You have reds on this guy as well. So that's all done by hand with the brush? Or did you. Correct. Paint it was on done, some masking. Yeah, so he did the airbrush first. And then he went into the cracks and do the reds, which is sure. like the organic material. Yeah. Which I really didn't like that because you're like reaching past right. your highlights. Seems like a bloody hassle. So for my second one, I painted the red first. Okay. And got in all the cracks. I didn't highlight it, but at least I had the base coat. Sure. So then I did the blacks. And if you were tight on your airbrush with the whites, you might not even need to do a black, but most of that red would still be visible. Sure. As it was with my mistakes, <laughs> a lot of the red ended up kind of like almost purple or <laughs> a, a little darker, but it's still, I had that red base to work with. Sure. So it so was easy to cover back up. And Yeah. It was so easy I, to go back. So you haven't futzed around with any of the, like the masking stuff? No, I can't. I can't see myself doing that on, so for, all the people, for some time. I've, I've, I've asked several people this after having talked to Braska and Bubbles about it. Yeah, Sounds like the it, only one anal enough to do it is Bubbles. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. But, I mean, I mean, look at his models. They look amazing. So he's getting the results out of them. For something that small, I can't see myself doing it because if you had a larger model yeah. with, like, two different colors, that sure. you know, you had big areas, that would just be so much easier if you could airbrush both of them. Sure. I could see myself doing that. But on this one, well, the other thing to keep in mind, too, was once I started doing those edge highlights, which was probably, it's probably at that point, like five or six hours, like I was just going, taking it slow and trying to do it as as well as I could and make it consistent. So, you know, 20 minutes of airbrush followed by you know, six hours of highlighting the edges sure, and kind of doing black lining at the same time. Yeah, I started at the feet, started working my way up. But as I was doing the armor plates and stuff, I'm like, well, this one doesn't look right. And then I'm like, well, I could just actually do a blend by hand myself. And like, <laughs> you know, it just took five minutes and like that plate was fixed. So, sure. Um, something to keep in mind. <laughs> um, so the distance was key. Fixing the mistakes, going back with the black was key. And then just doing some blends by hand. I think those are three things that I think really contributed towards that model, but were never mentioned in the the actual painting book. Okay. You know? So, What are you using for paints? I bought the paints that he used exactly, Okay. which were mostly Vallejo Air. Okay. Although at times he does, like he uses an airbrush white and then like a regular white, you know, just the regular paint. Sure. So I don't, he doesn't really get in too much about how he thins it, but... It looks like he does, he does both. I was going through my shit here, and I found this, a box of, like, primary colors. There's, I think there's nine or 12 of them here that we must have won during one of the old Adepticon events. Oh, yeah. And they're all Minotaurs, so they're yeah. airbrush colors. And the green was working straight through on the wig box over there. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So at some point, we won those on some event or another, and it had to be Adepticon because that's the only place that gives away crazy shit like that so. mm -hmm. nice big bottles yeah cool yeah. good deal i was like well so i'm i'm still looking at like a big vallejo air kit because i want lots of grays and lots of creams 
Um, so those are what I use mostly, and I don't want to be mixing all the time. So Yeah, I ended up, so previously I do have two of the Vallejo Air kits sure. as far as paints goes. I think in mine there are maybe like 12 or 15 paints, so okay. I don't know if you're thinking of like... I'm sure there's like a 300 paint set yeah, or something, there's something a like Conger, that. Yeah, <laughs> um, that, there's one that's just kind of like regular primary kind of colors, and then maybe some like off greens or off blues you could use. Sure. I really like that one. The metallics the, was a bit of a rip off. Everybody uh, says the metallic kit's really good. So you well, the, the paints themselves are fine, but there was half the kit are different shades. You know, uh, one was chrome, and one was like nickel so, so they're, they're super close yeah they're almost like identical basically a silver metallic color right and i okay. went through and i kept two of them because <laughs> i thought they were different enough but i ended up i think i just put them on ebay yeah like there was five or six that i got rid of that i thought were useless sure okay interesting so you see that the uh AOS Beastman books coming out next week. <laughs> oh, I saw that. I know. I'm like, son of yeah, a Yeah, they had that endless spell for a bull. Yeah. Bull. So everybody was bull. like, well, Chaos Dwarves are coming. <laughs> Hot shoot is returned. <laughs> Turns but, out he hasn't. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah, we should maybe talk a little bit about Age of Sigmar stuff. Cause, yeah, uh, I think I'm going to pick that up and then... We can uh, maybe we can discuss. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get some some games in for sure. So I'm gonna be putting together the undead, the oh, ghosts yeah, from sure. that Soul Wars box set that I picked up. Sure. So I definitely, I've got a question or two, you know, just about rules and stuff that we're using. I'm definitely, I need to get some games in so I feel more comfortable. Yeah. You, know, I, <laughs> you don't have to be a, a master or something to run a tournament, but you do need to be need familiar to with some key, key <laughs> concepts. <laughs> So that's going to be a, a priority for me after this Infinity Batch is done is to at least get stuff assembled. I would, I do have some ideas for dinking around with the airbrush on those sure. guys naturally, but um, I can't say I'm going to paint a whole army or something like that. I will. My plan is to paint my Shadespire guys, which are the corn dudes. Mm-hmm. So, but that's a get them done by PACA, so... I'm sure I won't start until the second week of January. <laughs> but then you'll be a wizard with the airbrush. Perhaps. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing. So I'm going to do a couple more of those Unidrons, and then I'm going to paint up Slambo using that color technique. So I sent that to our listener. Cool. And he he thinks it looks good. And so. I have a Slambo on eBay right now. Oh, Nice. I think I'm going to take them down and just fucking throw them away because it's gone through a few times nobody's biting. Ah. Hmm. <laughs> anyway. It's a cool model. I don't know what it is rules-wise, but yeah, I don't know. you always need to factor that in. So, um, yeah, things have been going good. You going to talk about PACA? talk about. Uh, not really. I think we've been going on quite a bit about other things so far. So Okay. Got to keep it down. I will say registration opened up. We're close to 60 spots mm, out, of, nice. out of 80. So. I'm going to help out this year, so... Yeah, it's it's up to you, I I think. I think I can handle it yeah. with some of the other helpers, so it's if, hard you, to if you want to help... Without actually playing a game. We'll, so. we'll get you helping. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, what would be nice is if we don't fill up and there's some extra tables or something, maybe we could get some games in on the side while people yeah, are going. that'd be and fine. 
over the course of the rounds. Don't need so, to compete. Um, yeah, keep it in mind. But if you if you do want in, that's cool. Butcher's signed up. So nice. That's mm-hmm. always. I remember contentious in prior years when I, when I banned him from playing. I wasn't too happy about that, but he's in. So cool. Yeah. So you talked about an audiobook getting you through. Are you gonna that's gonna be tell my us what it is? session this time? Oh, okay. But I do I did finish The Demon Lover and I'm gonna say if that book was like Harry Dresden meets Sex in the City meets Fifty Shades of Grey. All right. It was a real friggin' weird situation. Are we getting some some explicit sex scenes here? Yeah, and not always entirely voluntary <laughs> as oh, well my. from the female side. Yeah. So it was a it was in a, as a female author, and it's a, read by a female. So it's interesting book, definitely written for females. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like when they walk in the room, all the. The brands of the clothing that everybody wear w- is wearing gets mentioned, and the shoes, the brand of the shoes get mentioned. Interesting. And they always drop in like fancy store names and uh, uh-huh. designer names, furniture. Even even more so when they walk into like a room and describe what's in there and the architecture, it's it's always more focused on like those types of things that. Wow, uh, that that's interesting. Yeah, that would be totally different than like every yeah sci-fi or fantasy novel. So. Totally. If you're bored, um, check it out. It, it was. Yeah, it was actually a, a good story. There mm-hmm. was a twist at the end, and it was very reminiscent of Harry Dresden too. So, mm-hmm. it's urban fantasy, cool. There's kind of yeah, a mystery going cool. on, and she's trying to figure it out. It's called The Demon Lover. The so, Demon Lover. It's it's free on the library site too, and then there wasn't many people signed up to get it. So. <laughs> As it turns out, yeah. So other than that, I finished Fulgrim, which is book. Fuck, I think it was five in the Horus Heresy series. Mm-hmm. And this is the tale of the Emperor's children and how they corrupt. And Graham McNeil does an amazing job of telling how these fellas felt a slanesh uh, without okay. getting into too many gory, greasy, gross details. Because you know he's trying to keep it. There's a lot. There's a lot of things that uh, aren't space for children. Brains have penises. Uh, is that they ever- never mentioned that? That's so I don't know. But uh, you would think <laughs> maybe there. It's just a, I don't know. just a hole. It could be like a Ken doll with a hole there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he does a really good job of skirting all the greasy details that mm-hmm. you may or may not want to read. <laughs> and it was it was really good. I don't think it was as good as the first four books, but I do think it was still very good. And then after that, I read Descent of Angels, which is the next book. So it was book six in the Horus Heresy series. This is about the Dark Angels. Really doesn't come into the Great Crusade. Interesting. Kind of touches on it at the end. Most of it takes place on Caliban, and they're like following these seven or eight year old boys mm-hmm. around and how they grow up on Caliban and what life was like. And the lion, he's the Primarch. He mm-hmm. was there and like kind of leading this order of knights, and they were trying to kill all the beasts on this planet. I think there was way too much backstory there when. I think that's. I think the book was good in its own right, but if you sit down after having read the first five books in the Horus Heresy series and you expect it to pick up there, you're going to be really disappointed. Mm-hmm. So if you pick it up thinking, "Hey, it's it's its own book and it's a separate story," then you'd be all right. But it was definitely worth reading at that like, point. I enjoyed it. Like, oh shit, these are getting popular. We got to stretch. Yeah, okay, we got to milk. Start milking. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's reset the pace a little here. It's a different author too, which. I think he did a fine job. But again, like, I'm not too interested in the perspective of a fucking eight-year-old boy for, like, 200 pages. Like, 
All right. Like, you, hate your, you don't really, I don't know. <laughs> it's just not interesting. Like, what, what's the kid really got to teach, you know? So, anyways, it was definitely worth reading, though. The story's good. The history of the Dark Angels is good. But it never really gets anywhere if you're looking for how the fallen come about. And there's hints dropped all throughout the book that something's going to go bad with some of them, but they never actually get to that story. So there, I think there's a second Dark Angels book whole other novel that follows up at some point with that part of the tale so it's interesting though it's cool because like they're just living their life and have been and then the imperium shows up two-thirds of the way into the book and then they all become space marines so mm-hmm. so sweet so yeah i've been reading a lot and i'll talk about my obsession i dig it what have you been reading or listening to buddy sure so a little change of pace for me i was reading Star Trek Rising last time, which was a space, had some dolphins on a starship. I remember that. It was about probably three times as long as it needed to be. So I <laughs> give that a kind of a thumbs down by, by the time I got to the end. Sure. And then I ended up firing up some other sci fi novel, and then I was like, I don't know, I'm kind of getting kind of burnt out on these. So uh, what you're saying about the demon lover was interesting to me. Sure. Just need some fresh perspectives there. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to get your take on that. But uh, so I'm actually am reading a book. So I got the book club kicked up again with my wife, Kelly. We're oh. actually doing a time management book called 168 Hours, oh. which is it's by Laura Vanderkamp. So that's how many hours you have in a week. Okay. So that's the, the title of it. And um, so I was... Remarking to Kelly that, well, we read a, a book about money called Your Money or Your Life. Okay. Have you ever read that one? No, but I... That's kind um, of like a classic in financial independence literature. It sure. kind of came out in the 70s or 80s. Okay. And uh, was kind of popular in the 90s before the latest wave of stuff. <laughs> but Your money or your life. <laughs> yeah. As part of that, you track every expense and like purchase that you have Sure. as, as part of it. And then you... Once you go through it, you see how, you know, you're actually spending your money versus, you know, how that aligns with, like, your values and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was commenting to Kelly for 168 hours. I bet this is the same thing except for time where (laughs) you're going to keep a track of all your time and then you're going to see how you actually – you know, have more time than you think, but it just doesn't align with. But you're just fucking around on Facebook for two hours. Yeah, your your value, your values. <laughs> so she's like, yeah, yeah, that probably is probably an accurate statement. So yeah, we just kind of started it, but uh, it's going good so far. But I actually started reading another one because she reads so slow. That, <laughs> okay. So I'm reading this other book called Off the Clock by the same author. Okay. Kind of the same topic. I don't really know how she's made this one distinct as of yet, but <laughs> sure. Um, so, but I kind of had that time and money connection in my mind, and then somehow while reading mm-hmm. that one, this clicked about um, you know people who end up with a lot of money spend it, you know, pay themselves first. Yeah. So you've heard that. That's a big thing in. Uh Financial independence, Finan- obviously. And the, yeah, and the real estate guys talk a lot about that too. Like. So, you know, the concept with that is, you know, if you're just a regular Joe, your savings might be, well, here's my paycheck. I'm going to buy a bunch of shit, not really <laughs> think about it. And then whatever is left over, if anything, I'll save. <laughs> so, pay yourself first is get your paycheck, you know, put half in your savings and then spend whatever's left over, you know, so yeah. it's kind of opposite. And then, 
So I was thinking about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it actually is the same with time, too, because I've kind of been in a funk with video games and stuff. I talked about <laughs> last time where yeah. go to work, you know, do stuff with Dane, and at the end of the day is my time. You know, it's just like the change left over, which there's nothing. Right. You know, you, time you, you beat you, off, you, it's over. <laughs> you, you, you just want to watch TV, and, you know, do whatever. Well, yeah, you need to zone out and like have some downtime. And yeah, that's see, what obviously, video you, game and like Netflix is for. Yeah, so I might, you know, I do have about three and a half hours per day yeah. that I can spend to myself. But, you know, two, two and a half ended up just being on TV or dicking around. Sure. So by the end of the night, you know, maybe I could get like 45 minutes of hobby or something. But, sure. You know, I think about it all the time, and you know, I want to get stuff done, mm-hmm. and you know, that's kind of my goal. So, I st- I've started waking up at five a.m., John, mm-hmm. and I paint for two hours before I go to work, and it's working out really well. And do you go to bed any earlier? Yeah, you go to bed two hours earlier. Okay, so it's not like you're losing sleep. Sure. Yeah, so it's you're just, just a, it's taking like a, your time when you're more alert and. You can make a coffee and chill out and do do something yeah, versus being just, half tired and just you, worn. Absolutely. So it's like the most you know, important thing in my day, you know, is painting. You know, I want to get that done. I think about it at work, you know, <laughs> think about all the stuff I'm going to do. So it's been working out really well. So I've been doing that about 10 days. Okay. So we'll see how it goes. Mm. I think maybe once or twice in the past I've tried to do this, but something about um, the way that, I don't know, where my mind is at currently in this year. That connection with money somehow has tripped this trigger. So, <laughs> okay. so I'm, somehow I'm doing it, and I'm I'm loving it. So you guys having some plan here to work towards financial independence? What's that about? Uh, yeah, we're working on that. So we can mm-hmm. talk about that some other time. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's working out well. I've been paying about two hours in the mornings. Sure. So that's how I got that Unidron done nice. from like zero to scratch. So I think I did. I did the airbrushing Sunday afternoon, and then. That picture that's on the Patreon is maybe three three mornings in. Okay. So that's how I came up with about the six hours. Sure. Um, so he is – I'm working on the base for him right now. Sure. And I'm trying to assemble the rest of the stuff. So, yeah, so I think there's a couple benefits to that. I mean, obviously, daily progress is good. Keeps mm-hmm. your motivation up. Yeah. Uh, you got – one thing is I think you have a better uh, sense of what you can actually do yeah. because <laughs> – you just did two hours, and then you go to work and do the rest of your day. So you know how much you did in that two hours versus sure. previously. You know, I'd be at work, and then I'd think about, oh yeah, I gotta do all this. <laughs> you know, in my three and a half hours, I have to myself tonight. Sure. Um, so I, I think I just have a better idea of how much I'm actually getting done, <laughs> and I'm not. You know, part of disappointment in life is overestimating your abilities and the amount of stuff you can get done. So I think it's brought that kind of rein that in. Sure. So, um, and then I think in the evenings too, it actually helps out. So I have about two hours in the morning. I still have an hour and a half at night. Well, cause like that, you know, the deadline is closer. You know, I got to go to bed in an hour and a half versus <laughs> three and a half hours. So you work faster. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not as interested in TV or dicking around because yeah. I'm like, well, I well, I still want to do some stuff in the evening, but jerk faster. <laughs> I want to jerk it, but I can't. <laughs> You know, I could always say, well, I'll just do it later in the night. Well, like, there's no time. So like, are you either playing gonna video ne- games at all then, or if you cut that No, off? not really. We haven't been um, – I sold those video games that I had, so. Oh, nice. Uh, cut the cord there. For TV, we'll get in that, into my obsession, but it's been a, a lot more minimal as well. Sure. There still is probably 
a good hour of dicking around. I mean, okay. you, you need something, but right. Um, really, you really happy downtime with how it's work. And then there are a couple cons. One is like my eating schedules, like thrown completely off. <laughs> I'm in that same boat. You're right like now. miserable, yeah, because you're like I'm just eating whatever, whenever. Yeah, I've been eating the same schedule for like a decade you know, however long you've been going to work <laughs> now your shitting schedule is off <laughs> yeah so like i need another snack in the day but like i still need one at night currently so i'm gonna be eating more food if everything stays consistent mm, sure uh one thing is i'm a little more bummed about work because normally you get up go to work and you don't really question it but now i've already gotten up and i've been painting and now i have to stop <laughs> what I'm doing and then go to work. Sure. So like, yeah, just kind of <laughs> not not as enthused about it. I'm not saying I was necessarily super enthused before, <laughs> but <laughs> well, one thing you could do to save an hour every day is get a job in Wausau rather than Stevens Point. Yeah, drop that commute, buddy. It's definitely on the schedule. <laughs> uh, and then I did do it over the weekend, but um, you definitely need a nap. Sure. But I never needed a nap previously, so mm. a couple cons. But try it out, I guess. If you haven't been doing shit. Why not? Sure. Although I was talking uh, to Trunzo with Saga Storm this last weekend. So yeah, I'm playing a bunch of Saga. Sure. Yeah, he has he has a nine month old, <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, it's awesome, dude. Get up at five. I'm getting so much painting done, mm-hmm. and he's like, well, isn't Dane up? And I'm like, well, no, he sleeps till seven. He's like, oh, uh, he's like, yeah, my mine is up at five every day. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Your plan's going to be thwarted here shortly. Uh, but now, uh, we're pretty lucky with Dane. He he sleeps a lot. So. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's what's going on with me. 168 right. hours, if you want to read about it. Otherwise, <laughs> just try to get up early once in a while, see what happens. Sure. What's your obsession, man? <sighs> a Night of the Seven Kingdoms by George R. R. Martin. Really? It was... I just picked it up because it was like immediately available as on the on the audiobook on uh-huh. the on the website for the library there, and it follows the tale of Sir Duncan the Tall, oh, okay. who's a hedge knight, and so it's like a compilation probably of a few of those stories. No, it's just a it's a novel about Sir Duncan. No, I think I think that is what it is. Like it starts off as he's a hedge knight, and then later on he becomes a sworn sword. But it's not those are the only two little different. You know, like how they do book one, book two, that's what they did. But yeah, those are the two different short stories sure. that he wrote. So And it was like it was a long, legit full audiobook and it was freaking awesome. Like I forgot how much I really enjoyed I guess the fucking Westeros stuff and the Yeah, like, if you've been away from it for a while. Yeah. So it's the good shit. There's I a got, bunch of Targaryens walking around and yeah, yeah, all feuding yeah. with each other and it's true. Stuff, There's like so. the the it's Black kind of Dragon fresh. Rebellion, and they just fle- he fleshes out some of the history that happened. Because the first thing they say in the book is this happens a hundred years before the events in A Song mm-hmm. of Ice and Fire. So uh, Sir Duncan's a super cool dude, and <laughs> yeah. So did you pick up? I can't think of his name now, but in a Game of Thrones, the at the the wall, the Night's Watch. There, who are there? The like Master per- Amen, per- yeah, Master Amen. So, did you pick up that that was him? That was whom? So, when Jon Snow is up at the wall, they're kind of you know, wizardly sage guy. They have a specific name. I can't remember what they're called. The Maester. Yeah, the Maester. Maester uh, Amen. Maester Amen. Is that what who so we're he's like about? a he's like a hundred and twenty years old. Okay, in Game of Thrones. Sure. And 
he so he's a character in that first story. He's not, like a teenager. He's not the main character. No, he's not the main Egg. character, but he's one of the. Oh, sure, okay. Like he's in that story. I was paying attention to names in like because it, it seems like at one point Sir Duncan was talking about going north to pledge his sword to Winterfell, mm-hmm. but and there like there were characters named Duncan, but. Um, like I think the master at arms at Winterfell, but he certainly wasn't old enough to have been the same fella. Plus, like Sir Duncan the Tall is like seven, two inches short of seven feet tall. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so yeah, all the same like families are there. So that's interesting. Yeah, some the of them are names. loyal, and some of them are traitors, and it's pretty interesting. The, I thought the story was really good, and I just got completely hooked into it. And every morning I'd just be down there fucking. Even when I'm feeding the baby, I'm listening to the audio. And when you're beating off. No, I just love this tale. <laughs> you just have to keep the volume down at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was definitely worth listening to. If you're into the Song of Ice and Fire stuff, check out A Night of the Seven Kingdoms, people. Mm-hmm. What have you been obsessing about? Uh, so the only thing that I have been watching is I mentioned probably a few episodes ago. I saw season two of Attack on Titan, sure. and I wasn't enthused with it. Well, season three came out this summer. And it's currently coming out in Japan, okay. and like Hulu has them as oh, they come out. Nice. Yeah, there probably is a delay or something. Yeah, but um, it's kind of cool. It's like a novelty now. It's like you wait a week, and then there's like a new episode every week. <laughs> so you kind of always have something to look forward to. Yeah, this season's way better than the last one. This oh, is cool. really cool. Sure, and they're answering a lot of the mysteries that have surrounded everything. So looking looking forward to those. Should be cool. All right, sweet. I don't have much more to say about that, but if you were turned off by season two, come back. (laughs) Get Hulu. All right, well, we're going to toss a break in here, and we shall return shortly. Yeah, we'll have a game or something. Oh. Get busy painting or get busy dying. All right. (laughs) That's my line, you son of a bitch. (laughs) All right, we're going to play a game here called Lone John. (laughs) Lone John. So this is actually... It's going to be, uh, we're going to cut to a clip of us playing a game, which is going through the Lone Wolf series. <laughs> now, we did we, we did one Lone Wolf book, so if you don't know about Lone Wolf, how would you describe it, John? After It's like a choose-your-own-adventure. It's a definitely, it looks like a novel from the 80s, mm-hmm. very yellowed pages, very 80s artwork, and yeah, choose-your-own-adventure, but there's a character sheet that goes with it. Yeah, so you get into fights. There's like a combat system. Yeah, you roll a yeah. die to. You're supposed to be able to do it by yourself, and you said you did when you were a young lad. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah, it's basically a choose your own adventure book, which normally you'd read by yourself, but it has role playing elements, and you can get you know different weapons and equipment sure. and different like special abilities that'll yeah you know instead of choices A and B, if you have you know like animal kinship, which. <laughs> Which you do, then it opens up. John does have. You know, there'll there'll be certain opportunities to use that to get a better result. You know, get get you through some encounter or something like that. Yeah. So, 
These are pretty fun. I always played them as a kid. I, I always liked those. They're kind of out of fashion currently, but they're coming back. <laughs> I, I think they're coming back, John. <laughs> so uh, I kind of ran you through this as a, like a game master, mm-hmm. reading the tale to you, helping you through the mechanics of everything. So, yeah, it was pretty pretty fun. It was think? actually, yeah. It was funner. It worked out better than I thought. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. Probably wouldn't be as fun doing it by yourself, but no. maybe it would. Uh, so, yeah, this is going to be uh, probably like a 15 or, or 20-minute clip mm-hmm. of us playing this, and then we'll talk a little bit more about it when we come back. All right. Light is fading, remarks the old woman. Perhaps you and your men will camp with us tonight. We would deem it as an honor and would be happy to entertain you with all songs and dancing. You notice a hopeful look in the eyes of your men. As they await your decision. <laughs> this kind of feels like a trap, it, doesn't it? Uh, you say you can set up camp with the troubadours, or you can decide to press on to Ruinon. All right, let's like do it. City. Let's see what happens here. We're going to camp. Camping with out? The troubadours. Okay. What's, what, are you, what are you thinking here? Feels like a setup to me. Right. You're just... They're going to drug us and bum rape us. Setting a trap for the trappers? <laughs> All right. The wagons are drawn in a circle. You set up camp. Uh, you got a ranger posted on the per- perimeter there. The troubadours conduct a small stage. They're going all out for you, nice. boys. On to which strides Yesu. He calls for silence before announcing the title of their play, The Brave Warriors of Summerland. Oh. Uh, <laughs> trying to get some cash from you for sure. It meets with the hearty approval of your men. During the performance, you notice something very odd. Not only is one of the actors using a real sword, but is a type of sword only issued to officers of the Somlending Cavalry, mm. which the cavalry is what disappeared right. previously. After the play, you approach the man to question him about the sword. He looks at you nervously and makes a dash for the darkness of the perimeter wagons. Whoa, <laughs> now we're on to something. Okay. So you can give chase, and if you have tracking or hunting as a discipline, um, it looks like you'll have a different result. If you do not possess these skills but want to give chase, we can do that. If you let him go, you can return to your men as your options here. Do you, do you have I do not have those skills. Or, or hunting, so. so sometimes I don't know, they give you a bonus. You know, so obviously you'd have a better result if you happen to have one of those, but. Well, I guess we have to give chase. All right. Well, let's. You can't be too badass if he just chose to run off. <laughs> yeah. If he was a Billy badass, he would have uh, killed me then, ran off. They've all heard the tales of Lone John. <laughs> okay. Peering about in the gloom of the camp perimeter, you decide that the actor can only be in one of two places a large caravan to your left or a smaller coach to your right. You notice a handkerchief lying at the door <laughs> of the smaller coach. Do you want to go in the large caravan, or do you want to investigate the smaller coach? <laughs> Does the handkerchief look like something he might have dropped? <laughs> I don't know. Does it? Uh, you don't recall, uh, and it does look like there's a little boogie in there. Uh, and it's a little crackly, though. It's old. Uh, let's go in a small one. Smaller coach. Let's do it. Did you see my technique there? The key when you're doing this as a kid is to keep your fingers in all the yeah, previous stages so you can backtrack. <laughs> but uh, we're we're playing for keeps here, here, John. No, no take backs. <laughs> Lone John. 
Lone John, you kick open the door and rush in. Unfortunately, it is not the actor who stands before you now, but a young woman in the middle of taking her bath. <laughs> Lone John, you dog. <laughs> After a few seconds of stunned silence, the woman begins to scream at the top of her voice, pausing only to throw at you anything that comes to hand. <laughs> in a shower of hairbrushes, mirrors, combs, and curses, you are driven from the coach, and the door is slammed firmly in your face. Mm. Outside, you find a small crowd of people who have been attracted by the noise, none of whom can speak or understand psalm lending. You find it impossible to explain your innocent mistake and are confronted by their stony stares, and you're forced to abandon your search for the <laughs> runaway actor. Oh. All right. Cut. End scene. Shouldn't have fallen for that little teaser there. Fucking little trick. Threw, it, threw you off the track. If only you had more Kai skill, John. Yeah, if only I was a tracker or a hunter. You return to the Troubadour stage in time for a meal. It's been prepared by your host. It's a steaming broth. Smells most appetizing. Okay. You can accept the meal <laughs> or you can decline the food, but you must now eat a meal from your backpack or lose three endurance points. Well, we're going to eat the meal they made. Okay. <laughs> three nineteen. Although there was a dude in their midst with one of the cavalry swords, so perhaps that uh -oh. was an indicator that I shouldn't have done this. The food is delicious. Yeah. You chose correct. <laughs> you eat your fill and make your preparations for a good night's sleep. Nice. At dawn, you and your company bid farewell to the traveling players and continue on your mission to Ruinon. Beautiful. Roll a D10. What am I rolling for here? It's like a random event or something. Eight. All right, we're gonna. There was two different options depending what you rolled. Um, looked like your option was slightly more likely to occur. So, <laughs> so maybe it'll be a smoother maybe option. Be good. Maybe it'll be bad. Uh, all right, mile after mile, you ride across the flat and desolate landscape surrounding the Ruinon Pike. Yet, in spite of the uninspiring view, your men seem in fine spirits. They sing rousing marching songs to relieve the <laughs> team of the journey. Bunch of dwarves here, for sure. <laughs> Help to allay the fears of what may lie ahead. During the afternoon, storm clouds gather above the peaks of the Dern Crag Mountains to the west, and the roll of distant thunder warns of imminent rain. Thunder! <laughs> it's late afternoon when your scouts sight a coaching tavern on the highway ahead. It is a large stone building that's been fortified. You can stop at the tavern for the night, or you can brave a possible storm and continue to the south. Well, I suppose we'll stop. All right. I like to take my time yeah, with my take journeys. Your time. <laughs> Stay the night, eat the food, vacation, drink. Yeah. drink. Slow travel, right? Yeah, that's the way to that's go. That's what it's about. That's what retirement's about, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the sound of a tolling bell drifts across the barren landscape. Window shutters slam down, but eyes still peer at you at the arrow slits carved into the walls. You draw your company to a halt outside the wide tavern doors. Uh, all right, John, you're up here. Uh, oh, we are some lending. We seek shelter for the night and fodder for our mounts. Oh, I was supposed to shout that. John, well, there's a baby sleeping there's here. There's a baby. Lone John's baby's on the back of his horse right now. There's a <laughs> long a pause before a voice answers. Uh, you got to roll the D10 again. Uh-oh. Come on. Let's see what we're throwing at here. Three. Three. Okay. This one was slightly less likely. Full house. Get out of here, putts. All right. 
Go away, shouts a nervous voice. We're a tavern, not a barracks, shouts another. (laughs) You try to reason with them, but they are adamant. They will not let you enter. You have no choice but to continue (laughs) along the highway. Great. Just fantastic. Fucking. Now it's going to rain on us. It's rain time. Here we go. You haven't ridden far when a storm cloud breaks directly overhead (laughs) and torrential rain crashes down. Within minutes, the dry and dusty highway is transformed into a quagmire. It will be impossible to set up a camp in this storm, so you resolve to continue to ride all night in the hope that the storm will soon pass. Mm. During your ride, you must eat a meal or lose three endurance points. Well, I got five, so we're going to eat one. Just cross one out. On the floor. By morning, the rain has ceased, my friend. But you and your men are now very tired from their ordeal. Seems legit. It's like maybe a baby kept you up all night. (laughs) (laughs) The baby would not shut up. You're about to order your men to make camp when a scout gallops from the east. He points to a line of horsemen on the horizon. Bandits, he cries. You estimate there are at least 200 of them (laughs) riding your direction. That's a problem. Oh... I think that you only have a couple dozen. Let me just check that first page again. It was like five or six, I thought. Yeah, it's not many. It's less than 200. It seems like it's far less. Like it's significantly. Well, you you have a column's worth because you can send out point and flankers in three groups. It's a scouting position. This is shoddy writing right here. What do you think my odds are here? I I see. I don't know how many men I have. I can't just look around and do a quick count, apparently. If you have reached the Kai rank of Warmarn, which means eight Kai disciplines, you can unlock a special page. But if you haven't, <laughs> which is you, Lone John, we're going to turn to a different page. <laughs> okay. Uh, your level, I think they list them out here. Level one, buddy. Level one. No, Basic. I think they like, list Five out all the cool disciplines. Each one has a different like name. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're an initiate. So if you complete this book, you're going to be upgraded to an aspirant. Um, so keep that in mind, my friend. <laughs> Initiate. All right. We're turning to page 135 here for you folks following along at home. <laughs> the bleak, treeless wildlands offer no cover in which you can hide from the banded hordes. So they're using the word hordes, so it sounds like, oh, here we go. They number your men by four to one. Ah. So you probably got 50 guys. And the life and death of your entire company now depends on your decision, Lone John. <laughs> Fucking fantastic. Okay, we've got three three options. Okay. You may counterattack the bandits in the hope that your bold action will scare them off. <laughs> okay. You can split your company, detaching a group of ten rangers to follow you, whilst sending the remainder off towards the west in hope of luring the bulk of the bandit horde away from the Durncrag Mountains. So it sounds like you'd continue your journey and uh, they just lure the other guys away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can head to the south at a gallop and try to reach the shelter of the Ruinon Forest before the bandits close in. Well, our horses are pretty worn out. We spent the whole night trekking. We're pretty worn out. But now we have a nice adrenaline bump. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to go... Full steam ahead into this. Operation ahead. Grizzy, buddy. Operation Grill right <laughs> <It's> here. back. <laughs> All right. We're counterattacking. Yeah. That's it. Operation Grill. Break out that axe. Get the Warhammer ready just in case. 
Okay. You order your men to form a line and advance towards the oncoming bandits. I'd like to form a <laughs> one of those old Bretonian How many wedges. Uh, a lance formation? Yeah, a Bretonian lance wedge. So that's three wide and uh, 15 or 16 ranks deep. <laughs> there you go. Everybody on the edge can attack, though. Yeah. And uh, not many guys can fight back. We're going to pour it on here. There These guys are probably skirmishers, so. Uh, yeah, they're probably free company. Yeah. Two hand weapons against knights, please. She had the benefit. Okay, you're forming yeah. in a line. They are less than a hundred yards away when you give the order to charge. Yeah, baby. <laughs> the wind whips across your face, carrying the echo of battle cries across the plain as you close <laughs> on the enemy. As your forces clash, you are stunned by the shock of the impact. Uh-oh. Your horse collides with the flank of a bandit steed, hurling it and its rider to the ground. Nice. This is awesome. Just like that scene from the two towers <laughs> early on when the wolf riders and the Oh, yeah. Men of Rohan slam into each other. You reel in the saddle, and you are unable to avoid a spear thrust that opens a wound in your thigh. Ah, you lose piss. three endurance points before maybe make a note to the side or something. You lose three endurance points before turning to face your attacker. We've got a bandit warrior. Okay. So do you have, like, another piece of paper maybe that I can – a pen? I got a paper here. Oh, I'll keep track be... of the bandits' hit points, and you'll keep track of yours. Yeah, share this one. Okay. The bandit warrior's combat skill is 16. What's right. your combat skill? 15 plus 4 is 19. So you got the edge on him. Thank God. I do, I do have a wound in my thigh here. You are wounded. So <laughs> let's go to the chart here. So you are at a plus 3 here, John. So okay. the bandit's endurance. He's at a 25. Oh, what are you starting at? I was 25 plus 4, but now I'm minus 3, so I'm at 26. Okay, so it's pretty close. Lone John. All right, let's uh, start the fight here. Okay. So it, it is in your favor. Nine! So nine, nice. So the enemy takes 14 points of damage. <laughs> Lone Wolf takes zero. Nice. That's nice. what you call a can Kick of whoop-ass the there. All right, next round. Roll it again. All right, we need a high number, I think. Seems the Seven! Seven. Lone John inflicts 11 points He's of damage, dead. slaying the bandit warrior, but he does uh, get a little dagger into one of your nipples. <laughs> so <laughs> what am I at then? You're at take another another point of damage. All right, so I'm at minus four here. Yeah, that's pretty good. Plus four, minus four. Oh, you actually, the other thing too is you actually have the option to evade combat, but sometimes you run away and you just get killed. Uh, so. I wouldn't have done that. That's not yeah. the way of the Lone John. Lone John, that's not <laughs> what it does. So you won the combat, so we're going to move on here. Wait, what about the whole affair? What's going There's on? It's a huge we'll battle. How it's going. Going, buddy. Okay, your enemy falls away from the saddle and his body is dragged away by a horse. All around you, the din of battle rages. You realize, John, that these are... No ordinary bandit clan. Son of a bitch. These are armor-clad horsemen. They fight with the discipline and skill unheard of among the lowly outlaws of the wildlands. A horse passes close by, the dead body of a ranger still upright in the saddle. You snatch the reins and retrieve a war horn from the dead man's neck. (laughs) If you're to avoid a total disaster, you know that you must quickly sound the retreat. You wheel your steed towards the south and spur the blood-spattered animal to a gallop. The remnants of your company are close at your heels, the victory cries of your foe resounding in their oh, ears. Bastards. Can you give me a little uh, horn horn cry here, John? <laughs> <laughs> 
It's almost like a bray, a bray scream. Yeah. Or like when when Sloth showed up at the Goonies and he's yeah. like, Burr! "Hey, you guys!" Oh, looks like uh, things are going well here. What? When you're certain the bandits are no longer in pursuit, you halt to rally your tired and tattered company. Uh, Only 10 men survived the battle. I guess we should just split our forces yeah, then. Yeah, the rest have either been captured or killed before they could escape. With the highway to Summerlin now cut off by bandits, you have no choice but to continue southwards. You should roll that die. Oh, great. I'm looking for a five this time, I think. Four! Four. Middle okay. of the road seems to go all right on these kinds. It's decent. You're in the majority here. Didn't get shut out of the damn inn in the middle of the night. Yeah. You've been riding for over four hours when you see a flock of birds. They're black <laughs> and very large, and they're swooping around the brow of a distant ridge. You can investigate the ridge. You're kind of back to normal here. You're like reset. Yeah. You can ignore the birds and press on with your ten guys. If you have the Kai discipline of animal kinship. Which I do. Then we shall turn to page 227. Yeah, we have to make use of that. We can't let that bad boy go to waste. (laughs) We need something to happen here. I'm still at minus four, so I have this healing skill too. I guess I just can't use that anytime. Uh, Actually, we need to revisit that because the skill, you actually heal as we continue the story, if Mm. I recall correctly. So that's a good thing you pointed out. Um, Say you... Restore one endurance point for every, basically, section that we flip through. Okay. So and that's what the healing one, skill does. Two, yeah. Okay. So you're at two so far. All right. Okay. We're gonna be back at back at full in no time here. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's an auto include. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say. Okay. You identify the birds as carrion crows. A despicable breed of wildland scavenger. <laughs> Whenever a creature lies dead in the wastelands, you can be sure to find a host of these loathsome predators. Okay, so you can uh, take a closer look at what they're chowing on, or uh, you can just ignore them and keep on going. I think we'll check it out. Why not? <laughs> we're investigating. Yeah, we're we're on a mission. Really, what I should do is probably camp and get everybody healed up just, for the night just ignore all options and just continue <laughs> maybe uh figure out the bandits captured a bunch of our dudes <laughs> oh shit this one has accompanied by a little picture here as you reach the top of the ridge a gruesome sight meets you the bodies of men and horses lie scattered across the shallow valley beyond jeez oh, their bones picked clean Is by those cavalry and crows yeah, I guess so. You hear the gasp of horror as your men recognize the armor and tattered white uniforms of these skeletons. For they were once your countrymen, some lending guards in the King Cavalry. They must have died in battle, for the corpses of bandit warriors lie entwined among them. It's them same damn bandits. Okay. Forty brave soldiers, nearly half of the squadron, squadron that left home guard one month ago, now lie before you. And it is with heavy heart that your men set about the grisly task of burial. Yeah, nice if we had more than 10 guys to bury yeah, 40. It's taking, a, it's taking a while. We should just burn the it's horses. Like four, four six-foot graves, a man. Yeah. I, am I still Let's, gaining? Yeah, at the end of this, you're going to be healed up. So All right, good. good. Minus nothing. As you ride away from this valley of death, you're comfort- comforted only by the knowledge that Captain Duvall was not among those you buried. So there's still half the cavalry force 
on the loose, buddy. And a half and uh, whoever. Captain. Big guy. All right. So that was some Lone John. Some Lone John, yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, obviously there's a ton of Lone Wolf novels. So I think we might be doing some more of these. So uh, if you want to listen to an extended clip of that, so we have the character creation and then what happens afterward. We kind of gave you the middle bit <laughs> there. Um, it is just part one, though. We didn't get through the end. You, yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but you did live <laughs> so Everybody, far. I was with croaked, but I, I was last man standing. <laughs> Lone John is still alive. He's made it to the to the beginning of the mine situation. Yeah, so uh, I think it's about an hour or so recording. It's on the Patreon, so if you want to go listen to it, all you have to do is be a member chip in a buck or so and you can go listen to it so i think we're gonna be doing some more of these um, <laughs> at least for a while and we'll probably put the the full versions up on the feed so i think we'll record another one in a few weeks here but uh, i actually went back and i took a look to see what books i had yeah and i actually had more than i thought nice but i i looked at ebay they're actually nobody's really selling them <laughs> or anything like that mm. i mean they're not really like the ones i saw weren't going for like hundreds of dollars sure but like there just weren't a lot being sold okay so probably not too much demand out there but um i would be if if so if you are a listener and you have some of these i would i would love to to mm-hmm. get my hands on them <laughs> so i need books six through nine 12 through 14 and 16 through 20 i have mm-hmm. actually have the other ones <laughs> nice but it would be cool i don't know how, how long it would take but if we could go through, go through a bunch of these, yeah. We well, be cool that book one. Yeah, well, I'm at this point too, where um, you know you're thinking about stuff that maybe Dane would like. Yeah, you know, maybe just have around. Uh-huh. You because know, it's and the way you think about that is like, well, I would have loved to have all these when I was a kid. So of course Dane is going to want these, and <laughs> you know I'm just going to pick them up five years before he'll have a chance to read them. He's going to want to fucking you know go through them myself, make sure they're quality. Hi, holographic iPad and shit. He's yeah. not going to care about your dumbass old man books. <laughs> uh-huh. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody has those, get in, get in touch with me. And then there's actually, there's other ones out there. I don't know if they're as popular, like Fighting Fantasy. Ah, um, okay. And the Choose Your Own Adventure stuff. Sure. I don't know how fun those would be. But if you're willing to send those over, we could get a, get a recording of it. <laughs> for your audio pleasure so cool all right you got a podcast john uh, i'm still listening to the same old shit man i'm i've been hooked on some after Eleanor as i've been finishing these uh books ah, and nice. horse heresy so listening to dave and greg ramble on about that has been great and then the independent characters did some coverage of the forge world horse heresy books which i do not own in by now, you know, they're fucking what's, collector's items. So What's different about those ones? They're more like or, campaign books, but they advance parts of the story. Uh, so, and they were, you know, they're they hardcover. Like, like big? Yeah, like, like a full-size. Like a Warhammer hard, rule book? Yeah. Big? Okay. I, I've only seen pictures of them, but that's what they look like. And, you know, hardcover, lots of cool artwork and shit, but I don't get to enjoy that. I, mm-hmm. I didn't even bother looking up the books. I'm sure they're super expensive. But the independent characters did some coverage way back in like 2013 on them. So I've been going back and filling in sections of the story with that. You have to be careful not to like spoil yourself, get any spoiler mm-hmm. alerts. But So that coverage was – it was decent coverage, I'll say. And then – All right, decent. <laughs> other than that, what I've been listening to for – 
additional entertainment. I've been hooked on some Tell Him Steve Dave once again, which is a part of the Smodcast Network. Mm-hmm. And that's been it's if an you old classic. Yeah, I fell out of it for a while, and then I I just ran out of shit. And I started listening to it, and I was like, you know, I really really enjoy Tell Him Steve Dave. It's really good. So if you have any interest, they're just fucking three or four dudes who sit around and bullshit with each other, but. It, it's very entertaining. So, mm-hmm. so good check deal. That out. What about yourself, buddy? You got any? Oh, you got a useful hobby I, product? Yeah, it's the <laughs> go down the agenda. I have the yeah. useful hobby product this time. I'll tell you about a podcast next time, John. All right, how's that? How's good, that? I don't want to. Don't want to spoil you right here. So I actually have a, a good one, a recent one, which I picked up, which is the Citadel paint handle. Do you have one of these, John? No, and I looked at it. How much did this run you? It was only $8, oh. surprisingly. Well. I can't. Is there anything in the Games Workshop line <laughs> cheaper than $8? It might be the cheapest thing. I don't. I haven't checked about a paintbrush or the official <laughs> yeah. Citadel glue. I cannot imagine 10, 12 bucks, much buddy. being cheaper than this. So uh, I was drawn to it be- because of that reasonable price tag. I think if it was 15 bucks, I would have passed. But... This thing is pretty awesome. So in the last year or so, I started attaching my models to little cork pieces yep. or whatever. That's where I'm at now. Um, so historically, I've never done that. Sure. But I, I tried it a couple times, and I liked it. So I started doing it. But the, the handle is basically accomplishing that same thing, but it's super slick. It's got little springs in it, so it just attaches to the... The base locks on. It can be so it kind anything. of clamps it in there. Yeah, from the sides. I think it can go up to forty mil. And the thing that I like about it, which I don't know if I've heard anybody talk about it, but the the handle itself is kind of like hexagonal, octagonal, kind of like a stop sign. So it has flat edges. Okay, uh, I don't know how many edges it has, but and then it's kind of has like a little rounded bottom. And the combination of that means you can set it on your table, and it's kind of sitting on a flat edge, so it's super, super steady. You have a flat surface touching a flat surface. Oh, sure. So it doesn't move, like, left and right. Okay. Um, so you're doing detail, like the edge work on that Unidron was uh, super awesome sure. with that. It really kept it steady, where if you're using cork or just holding it, you know, you can, put, you, you can rest your hand on the thing, but... Um, it's still in your hand, so it's not like secured to anything. Sure. So this is actually resting the handle on the table and then holding it to the table. So it's super, sure, super solid. So where'd you pick this up? I went to the game, our game shop, uh, Johnny C's in Wausau. They okay. Had it. Sure. Um, I, I don't think you can get it cheap online. I did take a peek at it, but yeah. they're selling it for ten or twelve plus shipping. So right. it might be a thing to support your local game store. But eight bucks. Good deal. I was talking with Hagen. He said Rotor had eight of these things. <laughs> so at eight eight bucks, you could buy more than one. Yeah, I don't know that there is much of a time savings. You know, if you're doing a row of guys, obviously it'd be nice. But it's so quick. Maybe when you have the airbrush, you, know, you don't want to just leave it sitting there with paint and running. Um, so maybe those extra fifteen seconds to swap out a model. Sure, you know, it's worth it's worth it. An additional $56 to you. <laughs> so, but, yeah, it's really cool. Definitely well-recommended. I'll give props to, to GW for that. It's a really nice product. So, I don't know. I think that's about it. All right. I think we waxed 
eloquently or not so eloquently on many a topic today. Ah, yeah, it's true. So um, just want to give a shout-out to all the patrons out there. We don't have any new ones from last time, but hopefully mm. after this one we will. Mm. So there's the Lone John audio up, and then we also have The Secrets of the Bastard Revealed, <laughs> part, part one. Part one, yeah, of the real estate investing, my way, my road to... I don't know if I'd call it financial freedom, at least self-employment. Yeah, you don't seem free quite yet. <laughs> um, working for yourself, taking charge. It's not nice. Ind- independent, yeah. And most of the time, having most of my time is my time. That's mm-hmm. the key. So. Absolutely. So, yeah, I interrogate Johnny for about a half hour. And that's about, just part one. Yeah, we'll, so that's mainly about your first purchase, but you yeah. have some sense. I don't know anything about these other ones that much from what you've three or four additional buildings. Yeah. We will discuss those more. I'm also, I'm also trying to put together a larger deal where I bring in some investors and we try and go in on one big property. Oh, cool. So I'm trying to, what they call, I mean, there's fancy words for all this shit, but, but there, there's a, yeah, we just had to figure it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. cool. But that's what I'm working on now. The problem is you just had to find the deal. So mm-hmm. that turns out you start asking people. Everybody wants to throw some money at it. <laughs> so good deal. So yeah, check that out. Thank you to all the patrons for you, for that support. So Girls. that's what led us to record those. So I think that's it. We are gonna do the drawing for the next painted model, or if you want to get. Some Horace Heresy books. Bucket load of those Horace Heresy books. Or four. (laughs) Or small bucket. (laughs) Baby size bucket. Like a beach sand bucket full. Mm -hmm. The the sandbox bucket that Dane has could probably hold probably three of those. So it's more than a bucket full. Nice. Horace Heresy novels. (laughs) So we're going to do that next time at the right on the start of October. Oh, what? That one will come out. Well, we're getting pretty close. To that every three week mark, um, for good for good or for bad, <laughs> as far as picking up our pace. But yeah, uh, hopefully we could get get us there. I think it's just another fifteen bucks. So yeah, we'll pick up a few more. We'll be good to go, John. Cool, but buddy. I think that's it for now. All right, that's it, guys. Yes, puppies. Suck my balls. Suck my balls. Suck my balls.